Welcome back to Tell Me Where to Turn. <laughs> I'm Point Break Dave. I'm Glenn 311. I'm Tommy and I hate you all. thrown off by what was that that you just played our intro the brought to us by can you hear me and what's that it's wow. a it's what we call a podcast okay it's really what we do here all right only slightly more regularly and more talented yeah and you guys listen to that as much as i can i listen to any podcast that has stories about people welding grill forks back together. <laughs> I listen to it forwards and then backwards. Get the hidden messages? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So let's introduce ourselves, and then I have a couple of questions for you off the top, and I'm looking directly at Glenn3 underscore 11. But you are listening to Tell Me Where to Turn. I am Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter, and despite what you may have heard, I love everyone. You can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven. You can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. And you can find the show at Where to Turn Pod on Twitter. That's right. And we uh, we did miss last week. Uh, I wouldn't say we were missing it. We just kind of <laughs> didn't record. Was it? Was that? Was that Glenn driven that we didn't record last week? I mean, if we were going to rank the three of us as far as culpability. If we're going to rank every time we miss an episode, I'm looking at the two people that are the culprit. I'm yeah. always ready. This says, this says the guy who, from the first 30 episodes, appeared about once every five, and now, now he's high and mighty. And when he was on, he was 27 feet from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to blame last week squarely on the shoulders of Mr. Birthday Boy to my right. I would agree with who that. Who needed a day for his actual birthday and another day to celebrate. It. Yes, I did. I celebrated uh, celebrated a milestone birthday. I guess you got your wish. The family's gone. Man, it's great. But did you guys see my house when you? Yeah, walked I was going to say like, how many bombs went off in there? <laughs> There's not a lot of celebrating going on in there right now. You know, we did an episode right at a year ago, where I think it was even titled something about paint fumes because yeah. you were having the inside of your house. Renovated, it remodeled. Was almost this exact same week. And now you're having more work done to this palatial estate. Yeah. Look, look through that window, Glenn. He's got the Dexter kill room set up in there. <laughs> got the got, got the plastic <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. So why you told us we had to bring all of our own food, we can't go in that room. Well, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute. So hold that thought. But what what I want to ask you guys is so this is a very coordinated operation that's happening in there. Yeah, it looked real well planned out what I saw. <laughs> Hey, I'm not planning it, but Thursday morning, 9 a.m., the painters are showing up, and the floor guys have to be done by then. Do you think they're going to get that done by tomorrow? They've been working on it since early Monday morning. By 9 a.m. tomorrow? No, 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 no by 9 oh, a.m. Thursday. Uh, Thursday. So they have basically, they have one more complete day to get that done. How many, how many workers are there? There's been five every day. Cinco? <laughs> that is one way of saying it. Amigo, but I, I was a little surprised there's not more flooring down today because the, the first day they ripped everything out. So I, I came. What did they do today? 
Well, apparently what they did today is smoothed everything out because... Generic. <laughs> You're not paying these guys by the hour, are you? <laughs> no, I was uh, I was joking with Point Break Dave earlier. The guy I'm paying, if, if they knew what I'm paying the guy who I'm actually paying was getting... <laughs> There might be a wall going up in front of this house immediately. Oh no! Oh no! I think I think somebody's getting the short end of this deal, and it's not the guy I'm paying. Mm. Mm. But no, I think what they did today was just a lot of, uh, I guess, prepping the floor. I, I looked like from what it was yesterday to today. So I guess that that there's a real process to get it all level. And I think that's all the different red lines and stuff. But man. There's still a lot of a lot of wood to be cut and fit before uh, nine a.m. Thursday. A lot of well, a lot of wood to be laid here tomorrow, huh? As it were, yeah. Throughout throughout the entire house, yeah. And do you know how hard it is for me to bring girls home with the house looking like this? <laughs> Wife's out of town, trying to yeah. convince them like this isn't a trick or a trap. The first thing they see is all that plastic hanging from the ceiling. You know how hard it is to meet somebody on Tinder and try to string it together with that going on? Did you tell them the front door's unlocked to make sure you walk through the playroom instead of the living room? That's kind of a deterrent. Well, I made the mistake of walking through the living room and I got sticky stuff all over the bottom of my shoe. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, Not after workers have visited, no. Goodness. But speaking of uh, speaking of your appearance here, so you what you, is, what is the end game of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. That's what everybody's. Those are the terms everybody is talking I think about do, these days. We should do a full segment on what is the end game. In fact, without naming any names, somebody approached the uh, wife of Glenn three underscore eleven that had become podcast aware. Yes, and had listened to approximately one sixteenth of our episodes. Do you think that so she she's a heavy user? <laughs> yeah. Do you think she listened to the nine eleven episode? I really don't. Because if anybody so. ever asked me, like, where should I start? That's where I yeah, would that's say the first that's one. where you want to start. This is what every episode is like. <laughs> because the, the, that's just, that's the when we reached the summit. Everything's been uh, yeah. We climbed up to that point, and we've been descending down. <laughs> we've since we've been the frozen dead <laughs> dead bodies on Everest since episode twenty two. Yeah. I would have eaten you guys long before we froze. <laughs> All right, go ahead and move on. No, I was good, but I was going to say the question was posed to your wife uh, regarding the podcast. Regarding the podcast, what is the end game here? Like, what are what is our what is our what is the point? For doing this? Like, why? Are, what are we? What are we striving to get to here? I think episode fifty. That'll be next week, <laughs> and then it's. All three synchronized backflips off a building. Did this lady like have it in her mind that we were all like really thinking like, man, do this a little bit longer, and then the ticket's gonna call. Clearly, we're gonna gonna become drive time hosts. Is that what she thinks we're going for here? This podcast ends in a Marconi. There's no (laughs) doubt. Yeah. No, there's no there's no question about that. Some sort of national network type position. I mean, she really that's what she really thinks that we're that we're just getting tape. We're just laying tape. Well, well, I wasn't there to answer the question, but I mean, it's pretty clearly, pretty clear that the podcast is based in gambling advice, bad TV shows. Yeah, and we've we've already tried and failed at putting a gambling website together, so we could cross that off the list of in-game list. And athlete wieners. Those are the three things. That's what we specialize in. Otherwise, occasionally we do like a movie review. We tell a story, but yeah, and then argue on text for six weeks about what the next thing we're going to review is to the point of where I don't even want to watch TV anymore. We'll get to that in 
45 minutes or so. Yeah, but what is the end game? I don't know. I, you know, live with this podcast the same way Dave lives just week to week. <laughs> Keep it so, barely above zero. So true. At any point, this could be the last episode. Just Yeah, oh, there's, now there's no question about that. We're month to month on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, we week to week, the there could be a group text that just says, uh, you know, 49, 52 episodes, that's pretty good. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and shut her down. we got to at least keep it going for a while to get the money's worth out of the year subscription I just renewed on our behalf for SoundCloud. Well, we've covered that before, that the over-under on number of episodes we started out, that it would would have definitely been below twenty. Oh, we far exceeded it. If yeah. you if you had told me that a year plus later we'd be still sitting here doing this, I'd have said you're crazy. And that anyone is listening. Yeah, and we've actually increased listeners. If you can believe that, <laughs> that is hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with analytics. I mean, they're real numbers and real results. Tommy's a uh, paying users in India, yeah. like Hendrix. There's. 60 Bangladeshians in a room somewhere just listening to the Loose Change episode, looking at each other and being like, you know what? Kind of buy into this a little bit. A little hey, legitimacy there. These guys may have something. They're finally, they're just on Amazon trying to buy over the top. <laughs> Movie sounds good. You know, I saw a list this week. It was like the top 50, make sure I say this right, the top 50 good, bad movies. Okay. Over the top, if I recall, was in the top five. That's it should be of all exactly time bad movies. Exactly where it should be. The only Stallone flick in the top fifty, which I was surprised because he's got a lot of gems. Yeah, I feel like there's there's probably some other. Uh... Yeah, we have to we have to find that list. I'd be interested to see if Point Break makes an appearance on there. I think it is. I think I think Swayze had Point Break and Roadhouse on there. Anybody else? Both, with a Roadhouse P one. Very solid. Both solid. Yes. No doubt. So you, so you rolled in here today with uh, a cup of Alka-Seltzer, so explain that to me. It's not, it's not Alka-Seltzer. This is a, just your regular standard fruit punch drink. Fruit punch drink? Care to yeah. elaborate? Well, I mean, it has alcohol in it, but okay. we're just taking the edge off okay. of the day. So if you were going to use like one of the first four numbers to describe <laughs> it, which one would you use? One, two, three, or four? I'd probably use four, and then the second word would be something your workers would have, <laughs> floor layers would use to, to wow. describe crazy. Wow. wow. So how did you, I didn't even know they, they was legal to sell that anymore. I transported, or maybe smuggled, oh, hang a on. few cans of Four loco from Corpus Christi when I uh, yes. came back from there. Did you smuggle them vaginally? Mm, no, she was, really wasn't up for that. She's like... The truck's like locked. We just put it in the cooler. So when you were coming back to the Metroplex from Corpus Christi, did they stop you at the wall and check? <laughs> I'm unclear on which side Corpus Christi would be of the wall. I we covered that before. They put it right on the shoreline. <laughs> so is it tasty? Uh, it's not that great, to be honest with you. Interesting, but it, it definitely has like 16 percent alcohol in it. Wow. Is it like you just poured vodka in a glass of Inno Explode? Because that's what it looks that's, like. That is what it looks like. And actually, the thought crossed my mind of maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should get one of these and put the serving size of Inno Explode in it and see what happens. Then you'll be... 
and then go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Start doing burpees. That's oh my, my best idea. <laughs> that would be amazing. So yeah, we're we're experimenting with that this evening as we're out on the porch. Yeah. I got the drew the shortest straw on the seat here. Yeah, we are watching NHRA drag racing from uh, a couple of days ago on the TV. This, oh, okay. Is this DVR or yeah, it's, it's just DVR. running again? Is yeah. there anyone else in of all the hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. watching three-day-old drag racing right now? <laughs> Tommy's the only one. Yeah, those yeah. are desperate, do, desperate people. I do, you know, just to kind of follow up on our discussion, I guess, from two episodes ago, um, television numbers for the NHRA are trending up. Really? Yeah. In fact, the uh, this particular race was their most watched television broadcast ever. Wow. Yeah. And what's funny is they're crediting a lot of it is that they're now running it directly after NASCAR, and they're crediting the NASCAR lead-in audience, which is weird because NASCAR numbers are headed in the yeah, opposite direction. But Still greatly exceeding NHRA. Yeah. But, but, his, but l- l- the trend of the last 10 years is probably like NASCAR's you know, rating out about a, you know, like a, a 3.5, and NHRA, NHRA is about a, a 0.2. Well, 0.9 last weekend. 0.9. So wow. Almost got up to the one. It's is like it, a Star's regular spider, season game. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. It's almost dropped in my lap. Okay, hold a on. A big spider? It's the size of a dime. It's about to it's be the size of a dead dime. Cover, hey, your, don't cover s- your blizzards. Don't cover your NL oh. explode. <laughs> it's you right there. Live right in front spider of your face. action. Why don't you just swat it with your hand? Oh my! There you go. That was the daintiest take, thing I've ever take seen. Take that, you spider! No, oh, now I have to sit in that. You deserve it. It's still alive. Yeah, you know, spiting you. It said it's flying insect killer. I don't know if he was really flying. Spiders don't fly. There we go. Do you know that the city of Houston has gay pride crosswalks now? <laughs> what, what, what does that even mean? It means the crosswalk is, like, painted like a rainbow. And that's why it's painted like a rainbow? Yeah. It's not to honor um, God's promise not to ever flood the earth again? That would be weird. Let me assure you. Just now, they're like, hey. They have a lot of of minor flooding in Houston, so just... If God gets the opportunity to flood Houston, he's going (laughs) to flood Houston. And you're going to help him paint the lives. (laughs) Yeah. And when it's all over, I'm going to put down those little lanes they put in Olympic swimming pools to <laughs> use that place for you're gonna, something you're, you're good. Gonna, you're going to pl- plug in the Polaris. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see how all that uh, backfired on Skittles? Yes. When they went with the all-white. Because here's the problem. How do you show support when your product is already rainbow-colored? Jeff Gordon's wondered that for years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Skittles thought the way they were going to show support was to let it all be about the rainbow flags and parades so they were going to take all the color out and just go straight white and the left lgbt q2s (laughs) half a i think that's where we're at right now they were not happy they claimed it was a show for (laughs) white supremacy Skittles. Skittles. Like, we're really reading that into Skittles. I, I don't even understand why brands have to take any kind no. of political stance. Why would you? If you're watching McCall it, 
and you're putting out your spare candy bar. <laughs> yeah. Why no, do you need to make a political bar. statement you, at all? Did you guys hear when uh, you know Jake had visited? He'd actually visited Nationals Park. Uh, yeah. And you did hear that story, but he, yeah, went, go he ahead. went to the pride. He went to the pride parade there, and there was people protesting the pride parade. <laughs> they weren't gay enough. <laughs> For not being gay enough, because they had accepted corporate sponsorship from like Bank of America and somebody else. Oh, and they sold out. Yeah, so, so then there's like the real hardcore. It's just funny because you know here, like if you said like, yeah, there was a gay pride parade and people were protesting, you think it'd be like a, you know, a bunch of open carry guys or something. But no, in D.C., it was people that were like, no, this is not gay enough. <laughs> so what were they? What, what yeah. kind of signs were they holding? <laughs> I don't know. Um, have you ever seen like a a gay protest? Like a no. So they used to have these where I went to college. At Devil's Bowl. No. The so first tea. So yeah, no. at the on the forty acres. It was not the forty acres, but the University of the <laughs> United States. What side was? <laughs> Yeah, was Bevo for or against this? Bevo Bevo has no problem crossing a rainbow crosswalk. <laughs> no, the school that I attended that had a basketball team and everything. Yes. So the first time I ever College visited of there. The United States of America. Yeah. First time I visited there, some friends were already going to school there, and we were driving down the main street that kind of goes through town or whatever. There was a protest. I'm like, what? Who? Why is anybody protesting anything here? It's in the middle of East Texas. Nothing's going on here. It was like oh, a believe me, there was a lot yeah. going on there. It was like a it was a, a protest against homosexuality, and I don't mean like there was a sign that said "Hey, being gay is bad" <laughs> or anything like that. Like there were stick figures depicted doing stuff and not very nice things. Written on these signs, I was shocked. This is like twenty years ago. Wow. So was it in response to something? Or no, that's was, what we're doing. It was today? just. It was like it's East Texas, and it's very conservative here, and this is going on <laughs> so in the we're world. Just gonna, we're just gonna let people. And know. we really feel like getting on University Drive is gonna send a message. Yeah. So I was shocked, yeah. but so then, then I also you said, went right home and enrolled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to this school. Wow. Well, speaking of shocked, let me tell you this little anecdote. A uh, co-worker of mine's son went to Boy Scout camp in Alabama. And uh, this particular guy... Hold on. This is a local co-worker? Yeah. Yeah, local co-worker. And he is sent, that normal to yeah, go to... Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I think for like summer or whatever, you send okay. your, your scout to scout camp. Were you guys ever Boy Scouts? Uh, no. No. I really hope neither of my sons are. I don't want to go to that stuff. You don't want to have to go to the rainbow crosswalk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. You don't want to do overnight camp out. No, no, I don't like sleeping in tents. Basically, all the things that <laughs> Gustav likes to do with his spare time. Yeah, I don't like to do, and vice versa. He has no interest in anything that I do. So you don't like to do Boy Scouts or email podcasts. <laughs> all that we do that's common is we record and and. Podcast and email podcast. Okay, That's it. so you do have something. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I always feel like I needed to, had to go back and do the the Point Break Dave uh, caveat before I say this. This is not the Boy Scouts. This is an organization that sounds a lot like the Boy Scouts. Uh-oh. It maybe rhymes with Boy Scouts, but I, I don't want to. 
I don't want to inadvertently start an incident here, but but uh, so this guy's son, uh, this guy and his son would fit in very well with the majority of the accounts you follow with the uh, Where to Turn pod. They uh, they both felt the burn in this last election, and uh, his son goes to the arts Booker T Arts Magnet School. Extremely, extremely like former lib. WCW champion, member of Harlem <laughs> Heat. No. Okay. But uh, good. Good. Oh, yeah, you know, actually, yeah, I was thinking of Stevie Ray, but yeah, Booker T, yeah, of course. Booker T, Harlem Heat. Yeah, sorry about that. Go on, it's okay. I don't want to have any heat with you <laughs> during this podcast. It was just a rip. Yeah, but but listen but listen to this. See, he he uh, was kind of joking with his dad before he went, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, Alabama, you know, racism, whatever. And his dad's oh, like, the no, no, The kid no. is joking. Yeah, like, How old's the kid? like, he's 14 or 13, okay. and he's like, he didn't really want to go because he's worried about going to Alabama just because of all the things he's read. Well, they go to their bunkhouse, bunkhouse at the <laughs> camp, and somebody had laid a noose over the one black kid's bed at Boy Scout camp the first day he was Whoa! Yeah. So he took a picture of it, sent it to his dad, and was like, come get me right now. And he got on a plane, flew to Alabama, and got him and brought him back. They don't have that, like... Yeah. Can I mean, our camp's, that? like, locked down isn't, like, the kids and, like, a few counselors? Like, you... Oh, yeah, no, the dad went down there and raised, you know, yeah. high holy down there. And apparently the... The story he came back with was he felt like it was, in his words, 13-year-olds being jackasses and not anything worse than that. But, yeah, that happened the first day of, of uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Boy Scout camp. So okay. Let me, go ahead. I was going to say, so I don't buy it, but let's work under the premises or the premise of... Oh, the uh, premises? Yeah, the premises. <laughs> let's hey, work. turn around quick. Look who's on TV. Overrated. Whoa. Overrated from the neck down. I mean, from the neck up. <laughs> um, we'll work under the premise that it was just thirteen-year-olds just being jackasses, which is I, I don't think, buy that. But I think what the dad came back with, as far as not uh, filing a lawsuit against the Boy Scouts. Okay. I guess they're in the Boy Scouts. Maybe that answers the question. But where do you get a noose at? Yeah, I mean, it was just a rope fact. I mean, he sent me the picture of it. it. Was like somebody had taken a rope. I mean, you're at Boy Scout camp. You don't think they have ropes there? I guess so. See, so here's, not a Boy Scout. I'm not interested in ropes. That's like a Dave question. <laughs> here's the next question is... Obviously, not anywhere near that. But we were all adolescent boys. We all did stupid things. We, not noose-related. No, I'm saying no. not anything like that. No, no, no. But I know for a fact that not. we may need to get into of Tommy pulling some <laughs> shenanigans in the airport. Oh, yeah. Which wouldn't fly today. Yeah. But you gotta, like, it's, you know, especially boys, like, that age are gonna do stupid stuff, but since you both have boys, like, at what point do you sit down and, like, okay, look, you can go do dumb stuff with your friends, but here's the lines you never cross. Right, right. <laughs> because now you're, now you're in the territory of becoming a national meme and ruining your entire life yeah. to the point where you have to change your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe we draw the line before that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, if you and your little schoolboy friends want to make fun of each other for something, you can do it. But here's the three yeah. or four areas you don't ever go to. For any reason. Even if the person on the other end of it is like, 
cool with it for yeah, whatever but you reason. Just can't, but not man. everybody yeah. is. You can't do it. I was pretty shocked by that. He and he did. He had the pictures on his phone and showed me. Uh, and I was pretty pretty alarmed. But you kind of like. Obviously, we don't know the case here, but there's been stories of kids young, like 13 or younger, and you kind of feel bad for them because it's like it was their parents or they're so right, young don't they don't know the oh, environment they grow. They up don't in. know what right. they're doing. Right. Like that's just what they think normal is. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I doubt a kid does that without having some feelings along those lines. That, yeah. That's the, that's really the way they feel. Like. The, it's not a hundred percent. Hey, this is just a funny joke. No, like, no, I'm not trying saying to that. prove a point. I'm no. just saying that young, it's so influenced by parents that you feel you kind of feel bad for the kid. Just another reason never to let my kids in the Boy Scouts is what I just <laughs> funny, heard. Funny side note, though. So he flew into um, I don't know. It was in Tuscaloosa, but he he somehow ended up driving through Talladega, and he had uh, this guy's. He's a funny guy, like. He's a spontaneous guy. So he got to the airport and they did the old like, hey, for an extra, you know, $15, you can get a, uh, you know, a Mustang, you know, like a six speed, you know, 5.0 Mustang. So he goes, yeah, I'll do it. Well, he's driving by the Talladega track and he's like, well, hey, I'm just pulling here and see if I can get out on the track and made it pretty far until he got stopped by a security guard. He said he was basically one more gate away from being on the track. Wow. And he said that the security guard was... In his words, uh, very firm, but also very understanding. And apparently had gotten a lot of similar requests yeah. from people. So it wasn't the first time somebody had rolled up there in a rental car or something had been like trying to get out on the track. So it sounded like he at least made the most of his I'm trip. I'm surprised he got go that close. His, uh, I figured that thing would be locked down. Yeah. It's Alabama. Yeah, I mean, it is out in the middle yeah. of nowhere, too. It's yeah. not like, uh, you know, it's not like somewhere they have to be worried about big crowds of people. But Right. Well, speaking of big crowds of people, I attended a musical concert on Friday. Interesting. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which we addressed many, many weeks, if not months ago. Was this the VIP? This was the enhanced experience, as as they term it. Oh, yes. So I went to see the mighty Metallica on Friday night. Show was, uh, I've seen this band, this was the 10th time I've seen them. So they were playing like House of Blues? They were playing AT&T, AT&T Stadium to a, for where they were selling seats, it was a packed house. It How many? Huh? How many? <coughs> I couldn't find an exact number. I would be surprised if there was less than 60,000 people there. Okay, so about half WrestleMania, that's cool. Like I said, they weren't selling seats all the way around because of the stage and there's oh, a curtain right. and all that. Was that weird? Because last time you saw them at Casa Mignana. <laughs> Again. That's right. They were filming a video there and you were on at Casa Mignana. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so Friday night. And wife Glenn went. She attended. went with me. Okay. This is this is like one of like two or three bands that I like that she will go see with me because she enjoys as well. She got backstage? Get like a hotel? We had a little nice weekend away from the family, away from the kids. So. (laughs) Are you going to name the kid Lars? Yeah. That that can't happen. I had her gutted a long time ago. (laughs) Whoa. 
That's the most casual. You want to try doing something like that? It's kind of like when the guy on 300 kicked the guy down into the pit at the beginning that started the war. That's basically what you're dealing with there. Goodness. I don't even know where to go from there. You're welcome, America. Um, So Friday night, what are we watching here? We've had an accident. Ah, they'll be fine. Um, So yeah, Friday night, and we had the VIP experience. And ultimately, my thoughts are, I'm glad that I spent the money and did that so I could experience it and I wouldn't know you know, what, how great it is or whatever. But for the money that was spent, eh, not really sure it was worth it. Just like for, for the, the extra bar. stuff. Okay. Just for the extra stuff. Because like... Different so, band would have been worth it? No, no, no. I would have paid extra if I could have seen a different band that night. <laughs> like, you go to a different part of the stadium and there's a good band playing. So, here are the relevant comments to the story. So, for what I spent, like, half of it was for the seats, but they, we had general admission on the floor. Okay. And then the other half went to all the VIP lounge and the perks the museum. and all that kind of stuff. The museum. Actually, we didn't get access yeah, no, to that. I, I listened to that episode. I, I hate podcasts, but I listened to that Yeah. One. So so we got there early, and one of the perks was we could get into the stadium earlier than the general public, regular people. So we got there 30, 45 minutes before anybody else could get into the stadium. You get into the VIP lounge, and you, you have a nice buffet waiting for you. Nice. Can, can lounge there in the stadium club. Was the VIP lounge crowded? Um, I wouldn't say crowded. There were... They regulated the number of tickets that it wasn't like just a mess. Yeah. There. It was oh, nice. definitely. Okay. Good. Like any, they a lot, of, a lot of cool people there. I mean, I only talked to the the woman that I have to spend the rest of my life with. I didn't talk to anybody else. So she don't, and the bartender. You don't have to. <laughs> well, I know. So we got there, and um, you get some free stuff with what with what we purchased. So you figure the value of the. Early entry into the stadium. Now, did you have to pay to park, or did it include parking? Uh, did not include parking. So, what'd that run you? Only twenty bucks oh, because we don't mind walking a little ways. Okay. I didn't park in like lot nine where it was fifty. I'm like, I can walk so you half a mile. Hands experience, and you won't shell an extra thirty bucks. No, to be no, close to the stadium. no, no, okay. no, no, no. See how you roll. So, the enhanced experience cost roughly one hundred and fifty bucks, like on its own. Okay. So you got early entry into the venue, you hang out in the lounge, you get a buffet, which was excellent, by the way. Carving station? <laughs> there was no carving station, but the food was quite choice. Okay. Nice. Um, you get, see, so you get a free t-shirt, which is valued in the merch shop at $40. Yeah, I'm there not is, buy that. Zero chance I would spend forty dollars on this T-shirt. Is it? Do you get a choice of shirts, or is it oh, yeah, one yeah. specific one? No, you had like choice of like six different ones. All right, and for you and Mrs. Yeah, we each got one. Nice. And you get like a poster, but the I let's Did you just, hang it up in your bedroom. No, on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I didn't because we're well, not gonna get into that. But I can't hang it up. It'd probably it's, scare my kids. It's, so we'll just leave it's it on your office. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's not the worst idea that I've ever heard. You should let people know when they're at work and they come into your office that you're, you're there. Someone to, to be reckoned yeah. with. <laughs> right. You like to party. Right. So you figure 
the early entry into the venue, merchandise, the buffet, you know, whatever. So one other thing that I thought was good was you're also you can be the first the first group that goes out on the floor for general admission. That's a nice perk. It is, but I'm also like that's like it. The show starts at six. They let people go at three forty five. Yeah, that keeps you away from the carving station for exactly. a long time. Yeah. So we got there at like three fifteen. I'm like, I'm not standing down there for two plus hours. Yeah, I mean part of the value is that you yeah. got a nice place to sit. So the other value I thought I had in it was okay, maybe we want to show starts at six, maybe we want to walk down shortly before six, see the first band, and maybe in between bands we can come back up. Mm-hmm. Maybe grab a little more buffet, a little more drink, you know, whatever. We wanted to stand out there. Only problem was they had a very specific <coughs> entrance for those that had floor seats. And compared to where the stadium club was, where the VIP lounge was, it's on like the exact opposite end of the stadium. Oh, wow. So you got to like walk. Planning. You've got to walk a considerable way. I thought you were okay with walking. Not that okay. Okay. Once I'm in the venue, I feel like Dave. Dave makes a good point here. So once I'm in the venue, I want to be catered so to. First, yeah, first, first you're okay walking a half mile, but now you won't walk across the stadium to get. He's got free the food. he's got the wristband that says enhance experience. It, it now. did. Yeah. It did. I once I walked in, I wanted to sit on the little, you know, cushioned platform with the four guys holding me up <laughs> everywhere, everywhere I went, everywhere. Who was the opening band? Um, there's three bands. The first band was Local H. You ever heard of them? I've heard the name. I think you could probably see them at the Lava Cantina. In fact, I I know you can see them at the Lava Cantina. When? Because let's go. Yeah, no, they were, I think it was when we looked at the schedule last time. Was it good? I I was a fan of theirs back in like the mid nineties when they had one popular album and I thought they were going to be thought they were going to take off from there, but they really didn't. Well, they were opening for Metallica in 2017. Uh, That's a good point. And then uh, the second band was Avenge Sevenfold, which I know is a favorite of Tommy. He loves them. <laughs> and they were okay. I'm not a huge fan there. Um, but their performance was fine, which is kind of what I think about their overall catalog. Like, it's fine, but I'm not when jumping you, up and down. When you text people about who you were seeing, did you do the A7X? AX7. Oh, is that how it is? I think. Yeah, I think it's AX7 okay. is I'm, how they I'm do it. I'm actually surprised. I've heard of the first two bands that opened for them. So there you go. So you, there's not a third? No, no, no. Metallica's the third band. Oh, okay. I thought you said there was three opening. No, 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 no. Three total. I got you. I got three you. total. So, um, and then Metallica plays for, you know, probably a little over two hours. Two hours, 15, you know, something like that. Um, good show. I've seen them several times. So, you know, even with something whether it's a movie, band, or whatever that you're really into, there is some degree of, like, law of diminishing returns. I mean, you're not going to have the same visceral, emotional reaction the tenth time that you did, you know, the first, second, third, or fourth time. Did they... I can't wait for this question. This is a legitimate question. (laughs) Were there any big favorite songs of yours that they missed... Anything in the set list that you weren't happy about? Funny you should mention that. Well, I'm, I'm more surprised that he asked a legitimate question. He had that look in his eye. It's like, a good question. That was the main thing, coincidentally, that bothered me about the show. No inner Sandman. No, that's how they ended the show. As they should. Which is an, an excellent way. It's become pretty stock, a pretty stock way, if you will, 
of them to to end their end their shows. Um, but they came out. They played first two tracks of the off their most recent album. Then they played third. So that's song. when you should have gone to the carving station. Yeah, the third song. Third song was one of their classics from the mid '80s, and the the crowd is just it's turned up. And then I guess they decided, you know what? Let's play like three or four songs that aren't near as fast, heavy, or whatever, and just drain all the energy out of this place. Because mm. it was about a 20-minute period of time where I was like, this is really what we're doing? Like, this was not put together very well. They did not consult me at any point in time. Interesting. And Glenn was kind of like, I don't like this. This is no good. This is no good. <laughs> um, but from then, things picked up. Okay. We got back into the... Stuff I'm more, Did you think about leaving? more into. No, no. There's no way I would have left <laughs> for any reason until it was sure to be over. But um, it was definitely not the best of their shows I've ever seen. But it definitely wasn't like one of the bottom one or two. I mean, I enjoyed it immensely. If it they sounded were good in there, though, I know that's uh, um, frequent criticism of that place. It sounded fine. You know, I don't want to be the guy who's holding up his phone constantly, like taking video and taking pictures all the time or anything like that. But I took a handful of pictures and like one or two like short 20, 30 second, you know, bits of video. And going back and listening to that, like the sound sounded perfect on my phone. Really? That's- yeah. So I thought the sound was, was fine. Maybe now- more of a compliment of your phone than the sound there. Could be. <laughs> now... I don't know how it sounded in the 300 or 400 level, because this guy doesn't go up well, the yeah, escalator cause, to cause the 300 or 400 you're rich, level. So why would you care what it sounds Obviously. like? Frankly, yeah. Why would you care? Because you're never going to sit up no, there. No, no. Um, they did have a few technical and microphone glitches during the Uh-oh. course of the show. The that CD may, that may not have actually been a glitch. That may just be that they're there was one song their fastball a little bit. <laughs> There was one song that they were uh, that they were playing that about three quarters of the way through the song, all the mics that were on the drum kit went out, and you could hear the vocals. Lars got exposed immediately. <laughs> he's he's not really hitting anything. He's not even doing anything. He doesn't if I have sticks in his hand. <laughs> no, you could hear the vocals and the guitars perfectly, and I was even watching, you know, enjoying the show and even thinking, man. Those guitars are coming in so clear <laughs> that I realize there are no drum sounds to this song whatsoever. Like, he is destroying those cymbals in that double bass, and I can't hear anything, and I'm 20 feet away from it. Actually, I was close enough that I could hear it without the microphone, bragging montage. Wow. But it definitely went out, and then after the show, they all come out. They're done. They come out and kind of, like, take a bow or whatever, and usually everybody in the band has something to say. And Lars had some story planned out about the very first time that they played in Dallas, which was like at basically Cafe Brazil or you know or something. And he starts Man, into it. Why are you it. taking shots at Cafe Brazil? I once saw a rat walking out of the back of the building at one of those. Do you look happy? I will never go back. If I ever become mayor of Dallas, it was a big rat too. <laughs> If I ever become mayor of Dallas, one of the first things I'm going to do is investigate how that place manages to stay open because there's never anybody in there. 
And they're open 24 hours a day. So overrated. And apparently, there's a, I heard recently that there's a rat. <laughs> in the- yeah. The one off 75. Don't go there. Big rat. So, what was, oh yeah. So, Lars is in the store and he gets about 10 seconds into it. And all of a sudden, the mic just goes out. I, boy. And then he's, he's talking. Cursed. And then and then it's it not coming back on. And then he just kind of was like, well, screw it. See you guys later. I hate Dallas. Yeah. F wow. you guys. And then, the, and then they walked away and out of my life probably for the last time. So how many of the original members are still in the band? Are you asking this for a reason? I'm just asking a question. Three out of the four. Well, technically, <sighs> I think only two out of the four if you're getting real technical. But from when like the first album came out, three. Okay. I, re- I didn't know. Oh, you that don't know? That was a legit question. Oh, so you don't know that one member died in a bus accident because a bus landed on him? <laughs> no. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Okay. Was Ken Schrader driving the bus? He probably was. I had was... no idea one of the Von Ericks was in Metallica. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he didn't have... He didn't cause the <laughs> didn't... bus to intentionally land <laughs> on him. He didn't like, go lay under the bus. He didn't zip himself up in a sleeping bag and then, all right, drop the bus. Oh. Speaking of the Von Ericks, Point Break Dave and I have a new obsession, and it is also a podcast. Oh, man, we do. And Point Break Dave, who is now claimed to fame is that every podcast he likes has retweeted him recently, also got a retweet from this podcast. And they claim that they had 3 million downloads in one month. So that's slightly more than we're getting on our show. <laughs> a little bit. But it's funny because I actually turned Point Break Dave onto this because I heard uh, your friend Mike Soroy, your real friend. Best friend. Best friend, real friend, Mike Soroy, mentioned it uh, on a... Uh, partial Recall. It was Partial Recall. That's right. I, was, I knew it wasn't his. You've listened to that before, so you know what that is, right? Yeah. I, I do have the Blowout app on my phone. Okay. I thought it had to do with something totally different. But uh, <laughs> something I need to do about once a week. <laughs> um, no, but it's called Something to Wrestle With. It's awesome. And uh, it's it's a guy that was in the uh, World Wrestling Federation for the better part of 20 years. Uh, not anymore. Very, very inner circle. Very inner circle. Very close to the, the McMahon family. Uh, getting interviewed by a guy that, that they just pick a topic and they just go to town on uh, you know either a single event or a single person and it is riveting and if you were into it at all yeah i mean i wouldn't recommend it if you weren't into it but this is this is just like totally rekindled like between that and and finally getting the wwe network like it is just totally yeah rekindled that magical part of my life uh, i mean i've just been watching old WWF pay-per-views, then listen to the podcast. Like it's, I've been just living in that world for the last two or three weeks. So, Glenn, let me ask you this: Did you? I know you said you watched briefly in college, mainly for comedic purposes. Did you watch as a kid at all? Like Hogan, oh back, yeah, Macho Man back in the eighties. Yeah, definitely. Okay, because he had a story on there that was so genius. It was, they were having to write Hogan out of the show for like six months because he was going to go film a movie. So what they did is... What was is, the name of that movie? No Holds Barred. Yeah, yes, no it holds was. Barred. No Holds Barred. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. 
Oh my! You've never seen that? No. I've never seen it either. Movie review. Okay. Oh, yeah. when he when he he wrestles Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. I need to watch that. Uh, All right. This is unbelievable <laughs> development. Okay, go ahead. But no, so they wrote him out because uh, I think it was earthquake or someone supposedly injured Hogan, right? So he was going to be off TV for six months so he could go film this movie. But in the wrestling storyline, he was supposedly injured. So, like, a month in, they start cutting promos on the wrestling show telling kids to write in, like, get well cards to Hogan to boost his spirits. And, they, you know, the guy interviewing, uh, the guy's name is Bruce Pritchard, is, like, the insider. And he's like, man, you know, that was a cool idea to keep him in the fans' mind. He's like, oh, yeah, it was Vince's idea to get all their mailing addresses so he could send catalogs right before Christmas. <laughs> I was like, man, you wonder how people get to the top. Man, Ideas like that. Genius. Pure genius. And I think young Dave may have sent a, may have sent a card. Hey, gotta eat your vitamins and say your prayers. I had to let Hogan know I was worried about him. You're not gonna pull out a catalog right now, are you? I'm sure I got one, I'm yeah. sure. Well... It's funny that you would be worried about that, considering that you're one of the more oft-injured people of all time. Man, I've had some troubles lately. I heard you had a little visit to the doctor last week. I did have. Well, that was uh, that was my annual physical. Ah, yes. Your, your what? <laughs> did physical? they uh, they check you for hernias? They did not. They check you for prostate? They didn't they check did. you for hernia? No. I feel like that's pretty standard no matter what. It's kind of the best part. You know, I always get the uh, I always get the PA that is a a young lady about my age and I think she's not comfortable with doing the turn your head and cough. So uh, the one I've seen has been more than comfortable. <laughs> well, it's just cuz you walk in there, Glenn. Maybe so. Um no, but I had a real weird experience. <laughs> <laughs> so she did check for her hernias. <laughs> No, and uh, I was, I, uh, so I go in, and here's basically, well, I think it's probably just good to get, despite what Ty Web, despite what Ty Web 3000 thinks, I think it's good to go get the, the checkup every once in a while. Do you think the spray would kill that bug, or is that too big? You gotta try it. That's a huge, it's a June bug, I think. Yeah. Oh, come back here, buddy. We're taking a quick break while Glenn pees. All right, well. And Tommy tries to no. stalk a June bug. So, yeah, I go get a physical every year. No, and I, I, I laud you for doing that because I do think, uh, I do think preventative care is the best uh, medicine. And as has been well documented on this podcast, I have the diet of an eight-year-old. Yeah, so it's basically Wingstop. It's Wingstop, Jack in the Box tacos, and cereal. <laughs> um, so my concerned wife started a few years ago making me go get a physical every year. And my deal with her, because she is not pleased with my horrible diet, is the first time I go and they tell me, hey, you know, whatever cholesterol, blood pressure... Whatever is getting right. out of hand when you start to have when you start to have something that's an early indicator of heart disease. Yeah, when that happens, I will change my diet. But until then, I'm gonna free roll as long as I can. So it works out well because every year, including this year, perfect cholesterol, clean bill of health. You're good gonna to have go. to become like the Jared of Wingstop, the Jared Fogel of Wingstop, and be like, look. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
That's a terrible idea. Did you did you go number two over there? What were you doing? No, I should have counted because I've been going the whole time I was gone. <laughs> There's old four loco in your yard. <laughs> Look for four the dead spot. Now you're a uh, you're an admitted uh, man of high cholesterol. Is that right? Yeah. Before I became medicated, I was double where you're supposed to be. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe you should try Dave's Wingstop diet and see if that helps. No, thank you. I may be on to something. No fruits, no vegetable. Oh, lots no. of <laughs> Wow, that was... You can make a lot of jokes <laughs> based on what just happened. My blizzard just did a horrible thing to me. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, so I... But the, the point of the story is I go in, and first thing they do is, you know, they weigh you, do all that, and then they're going to take your blood because you have to fast you know from the night before like fasting glucose man exactly like after 8 p.m don't eat anything so (laughs) i'm actually i think my appointment was like 9 45 i'm actually in there to do the blood draw about 10 so the lady's taking my blood pressure and she's like oh your blood pressure like it's in the normal range but it's at the very low end of normal. Did you tell her it's because you're a trained athlete? Yeah. yeah. I'm an elite are athlete. You, are you a runner? <laughs> and uh, she asked. She's like, she's like, oh, you know, and she read it, and she's like, you know, it's it's normal, but it's on the low end. I was like, yeah, you know, it usually is. Like, I've, you know, I get a physical every year. I kind of know that. And she's like, oh, have you ever have you ever passed out or anything from a blood draw? I was like, no, no never. Blood draw. But you did you tell her that you do a podcast with a guy that's passed out <laughs> several times? I didn't think that was medically relevant. <laughs> you didn't put that on the little form? Probably no. not. Um, so anyway, so they start, uh, you know, doing the blood draw as a nice lady. We're talking about her 13-year-old son just had a birthday. Oh, so, so we're talking about that. Steer clear from that, Fogel. <laughs> so we're just having a nice little chat. And she gets to, like, vial three of the blood draw in... Like, so quick, I get, like, two seconds of, like, feeling, like, nauseated. And then immediately, like, tunnel vision, like... And you're gone. And I was, like... I mean, it happened so quick. I've never had this feeling. And it starts happening. I was, like, I'm I'm not feeling good. Like, something's wrong. And she's, yeah. like... Oh, and then, you know, they're, like, her and someone ran in from out of the hall. And they're, like, <laughs> getting the paddles out. <laughs> They're like giving me like crackers and like here, drink this. Here's a cup of water. Yeah, I would have chosen a different term. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was. I don't know if I ever passed out, but I was on the knife edge of passing out. That's that's never, wild. You didn't lose consciousness. I you don't just think got, so because it like was. I think getting, you would know. It was getting like well, the circle was getting closed and then someone, it popped back when open. When it popped back open, did you say, "Well, no hernias"? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My pants are off. It's yeah. really weird. There's like four dudes in there. Um, yeah, but it was, and it was so funny because, I mean, I don't know if anyone was as financially strapped as I was in college, but I would go every two weeks and donate plasma for money. Wow. Seriously? Wait, yeah. to revisit that story? Good grief. Every end, boy, it gets even weirder because I was on like the baseline. I think it was like 150 pounds was the cutoff. And if you were over that, they could take more, and you would get paid more. So I would Plus like the diet. No, so I would like go in with like stuff like change in my pockets because I was right on the borderline. Oh, to scam the scale. <laughs> yeah, to get what? get the the higher payout. And uh, yeah, always, so he's always shooting an angle that Dave, even when he was in college. So yeah, I mean, I've. 
probably had more blood draws than the average person of my age. Never had a problem. But they always ask you, you know, have you ever passed out? Now I have to say yes, and it's going to be weird. I think it's just a combination of maybe you were dehydrated, maybe just a combination of something you ate the night before, that type of thing. I don't, yeah, I don't think it, like, in the, the PA was like, yeah, it'll probably never happen again, but... Well, that's kind of what they told me. <laughs> Some people are just prone to passing out more than others. <laughs> Mainly people that have a diet of, you know, exploding four loco. <laughs> well, that's... Of course, that should amp you up. If my blood pressure was low, maybe I should drink some of that right before I go in. Look, I'd see if you still passed all those blood tests with flying colors. Yeah, that's be, a good experiment. That would be funny. To do that or go the opposite end with the NO explode. <laughs> or do the Glenn the mix the NO explode yeah. in the Forlo. They're like, I'm really concerned about these levels. <laughs> you need to see a specialist. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Um, so I have one more thing, and okay. then y'all can do whatever you want to. Well, I, w- I wanted to ask Dave because he also uh, he also sustained an injury to his ribs. Oh, well, did you ever I go did. for your X-ray? I did not go for my X-ray. Okay. From what I've read, basically bruised or broken rib, they essentially don't do anything. No, for you it. can't. Like if it's not like poking your lung, yeah, just like eh, would you get better? Would you like to know how he injured his rib? Uh, did you jump off a house? I did not. No, let's just say home plate was involved. Are you serious? I'm serious. You trying to slide? No, it was worse. It was in the. It was my turn to catch. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he loves that night. <laughs> <laughs> got a actually ribbed for another reason. Got a got the the d bag and just little rec league softball sliding in, taking out your feet. And I, I like the throw was coming, so I'm, you know, focused yeah. on the ball we, and get upended and land right on my side. You're not blocking the plate, are you? No. Oh, he was blocking the plate. I was standing in front of it. I was not blocking. He was Buster Posey at it big time. <laughs> but then when that guy slides in and upends you, you got to land right on top of him <laughs> and then like use the guy's face to push yourself what's, back. What's up. funny is I had no idea. Like I was watching the yeah. throw and had no idea what was what was coming at me. Yeah, that's what you got to do. But yeah, we ended up winning the game in dramatic fashion, and I texted Dave the next day. I was like, man, that was a heck of a game. He's like, man, I had to sleep in a chair last night. I couldn't even lay down. It was bad, man. It was bad. We've but- currently got, well, I guess Dave would be two and a half because he's still playing through it. But we've got two of our main softball guys completely injured from the last game, and then Dave running at about 70%. Yeah. Left, left it all on the field. Hey. We, got a, we had a minor concussion. <laughs> and a guy pull a hamstring, which is more. We had the yeah, classic, that's pretty standard. Classic guy <laughs> running from the infield to the shallow outfield on a fly ball and getting so turned around. That the fart spun, fall down happens. He spun around twice, <laughs> like completely around twice, and then <laughs> fell and hit his head. Did he take his hat off. The, the hat, hat came off. That's the best way to catch a pop fly. Yes, you, take your you hat know what's off. funny is that that was actually referenced last night during our game. Is uh. Uh, a guy that likes corn dogs was running to first base and uh, got thrown out by half seven. He said, man, if I'd have just done like Glenn and taken my hat off for that extra speed, I probably would have been safe. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a nice 10-year-old reference. Back when you were useful. Yeah, that's true. No, so what do you got? So the last thing I have, um, you guys are familiar with uh, Leah Pritchett just won, so. Yeah, that speaking, car be bouncing like that if I was in there. Speaking of lesbians. 
<laughs> you take that back. You guys are familiar with... We're going to f- have legitimate heat if you don't take that back. A former uh, a lesbian that I've referenced on this podcast before. Yeah. Yes. One that might be carrying lesbian triplets. That's right. Yes. We know her well. So this is just a quick note. I ripped this from what they call the Facebook. She You're likes still to po- messing around on there, huh? She, yeah. She likes to post pictures of, you know, as her pregnancy, her beautiful pregnancy develops. Her very natural pregnancy. So I'm going to show you a picture that I'd like you to, you to look at. She's like 32 weeks pregnant now. That's that's good good run for triplets. Yeah. So here we go. So here's here's said picture. I'll have you take a look at it. Okay. So she's got a tattoo on her belly. Okay. That's we'll get. I'll have Dave look at it. Starting to see some veinage. Now Dave is disgusted by. I've the, never found the pregnant belly particularly the female pregnant attractive. form. I, I'm with Dave. Now my interesting point here is not that she has a lesbian pregnancy, or that she's within a couple of weeks of firing out three potentially future lesbians. Yes. Full log ride at Six Flags style. <laughs> just keep. Going. I think they're gonna, they're gonna walk out hand in hand. <laughs> That may happen too. There's a butterfly tattoo right there below her I, belly button. I noticed that. Yeah. Would you like to take a guess as to who paid for that tattoo? Not Glenn, Glenn, Glenn three underscore eleven. Glenn three underscore eleven. No, no way. Paid for that tattoo. Oh no. So as far as she wants to get from me, she can't get far enough. So I own that portion of her right there. Let me ask you this. So this was high school, correct? It was like right after between high school and college, uh, probably. Yeah, I think I think she was. I think I was eighteen, she was seventeen, and the the place we went to just let her go ahead and get it done. So as young, love struck Glenn and this young lady. I wouldn't call it love, but go ahead. This young lady are out making a memorable moment as they were, you know, putting the stencil on there. Did you think? I bet in 20 years she's going to be having lesbian triplets and posting pictures on this future website <laughs> called Facebook on the internet. So that seems like a weird... Was that her first one? I've never seen a tattoo yeah, a weird, placement really there. That's a weird place to get a... Especially your first tattoo. It was her idea. Because it's just right below her belly button. Yeah, it was her idea. That's what she wanted. I was like, Hey, why not? She didn't have like the arrow down or anything. <laughs> no. So no. no boys allowed. <laughs> it's actually kind of a funny idea. Yeah, it's not bad. Can you DM that to her? <laughs> Let's let her recover first. She's got a yeah, long road ahead. I'm sure that tattoo's gonna look. Over that yeah, tattoo I'm now. sure it's gonna look right. great. Well, the thing is, you've seen the size of that butterfly, right? It wasn't that big, right? I think it was about the size of a quarter when it was put on there. But oh that's my. what happens in this beautiful process yeah. that Dave tries to minimize. Yeah. How how much to get you to message her, hey, I would gladly pay for that to get retouched. <laughs> I feel like it's my duty as the original... Uh, uh, I think you should do it. No. No? I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're just going to let that... Let that lie where it is right now. You should have got her... The tattoo should have been a cocoon. (laughs) And then when her belly blows up, it turns into a butterfly. That's not how this works. (laughs) It's not a... This show is so stupid. It's not a Keenan Feldspar (laughs) VR experiment. (laughs) 
So did you know that was Haley Joel's? Yes. The second. Tommy uh, didn't. No. As soon as he walked in, I was like, "Oh, but Mrs. Mrs. Tommy called it immediately." Did she so say who ate Haley Joel Osmond? Because that's what I said. That's I think that's it's much like what, what my dad said about Mark McLemore on the Rangers post game many years ago. That's not Mark McLemore. That's the guy who ate Mark McLemore. Wow. Yeah. Say that about somebody else on the Rangers broadcast. Yeah, we're not talking about anybody else than Rangers broadcast. Maybe he likes to occasionally interview trucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true.